join our psychedelic smoke sesh as we explore exciting new dimensions of existence, thought, and possibility. We'll take you out of this world and blaze through infinite realms while occasionally forgetting what we were saying. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is Higher Consciousness. Yum, 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 yum. So, welcome, <laughs> welcome, one and all, to higher consciousness. Good job, baby. I know. Isn't this a fantastic season? Yes, I think you're doing. I'm, I'm really excited about great. the guest portion of the season that we've added so, thus far. Right? It's pretty dope. Right? It's been it's been fantastic. Yeah. I'm super excited about I'm super excited about having more people to talk about this type of stuff with. Mm-hmm, me too. And I'm even more excited about the guest that we have today i know right because i've been i've been hyping it for a while you have been yeah for um, like a hot minute there i'm excited i'm yes, excited i am too i'm very curious <laughs> to hear about their their perspective their perspective yes yeah, well. today without further ado <laughs> Uh, we have a special guest, uh, a friend of mine goes way back. Uh, I have known, uh, our guest today for, man, I can't even, can't even do math right now, but it's been a long time. Oh, okay. So, uh, seven, dude. Seven? Ooh. Maybe. I think it's longer than that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've known, I've known your brother since, I don't know. I can't remember not knowing him. <laughs> that's true that's, that's true great. I, I, that's special. I am so excited to to bring in my good friend brandon rosen yay brandon rosen chef chef to the stars <laughs> chef to the stars so, uh thank you brandon i am i am so excited to have you on the show today um we've been friends again for so long uh i remember you know when you came out to my my brother's wedding like several years ago that was a a freaking blast uh i think that was the last time i saw you actually i think you were you were in town a while back but i didn't get a chance to see you yeah i was only there for i don't know maybe two days or something i think i only saw phil for like three hours well you're you're a jet setter you you go over (laughs) the planet my man so um for those of you who don't know brandon it really is a chef to the stars he is a, a celebrity chef he was on uh an episode of top chef on bravo is that not right more than one episode yeah more than one episode you're on there for a while my man top chef season 16 yeah i was on for i think i made it to about seven or eight episodes but dude. it was uh it was definitely an interesting experience Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That is, that is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it. I know. I, I remember <laughs> like hearing about it. I was thinking to myself, man, I knew, I knew Brandon was going to go places for sure. But you know, being on <laughs> TV, I was like, holy crap. You know, that's- man, I got, I got so much grief all the, off that show. <laughs> so much I could, dude, they made me, they made, they, they really made me look like the bad guy, dude. I got so much haters. Oh. on that I know. I remember that. I remember that. That was was, true story. story. But, uh, but I mean, honestly, I, I loved it. I loved, you know, watching you, you know, do your thing, man. Like, Holy crap. I, you can tell you're very, very passionate about what you do. 
Yeah, no doubt. It was, uh, well, you know, to me, it was a, it was a fun experience. I, I, I did it kind of purely for entertainment. Um, and it was just, you know, it was an exciting challenge and it was fun to, to hang out with a lot of different chefs and, you know, there's a huge variable of talent on that show. So it's always kind of playing the field. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, before we get too far into it, um, you know, we yet again are forgetting to invoke <laughs> the most important member of our show. Well, we had to get through introductions. I know. Stuff, I know. You know. Maybe it's the, you know, anxiety in me. I need to invoke some Mary Jane. Okay. So let's, okay. let's get that prayer going. Okay. So, um, well, first off, before we do that, what are we smoking tonight, baby? Uh, we are smoking Platinum OG Kush. Ooh. It's actually tested at 30%. Damn. I think it's the highest oh tested weed we've had on the show thus far. I apologize in advance. We're going to get really high, Brandon. And like, I don't know <laughs> you very well yet, but you're going to get to know me very well. So have fun. <laughs> I love it. The, the, 30% man that's a high dollar dude I know man I know it um that's what we do it was it was it was one of the same time I, I went to the dispensary and the guy was like uh so we have this special one today uh it's uh tested at 30% if you want to you want to add one to your your stash here I was like heck yeah like really throw it on there my man oh my god so um okay go ahead let's prayer it up Hold on, I gotta get ready for this. Now that I know it's thirty percent, I gotta put like extra magic in there so we don't. Don't let it go to your head. <laughs> yeah, I know. Stay, stay focused. You got it. Stay focused. You're right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Bless you, Mary Jane, and thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having our special guest Brandon on the show with us tonight. And thank you for your very in-depth and interesting and eye-opening perspectives with our conversations tonight. May we inspire others to think about Mary Jane in the same way as we discuss in our episode tonight. May this show be fun, informative, and may we flow with you throughout the entire way. Thank you and amen. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. I'm going to start with this joint because I love smoking joints. They're my favorite to smoke uh, versus like bowls and things like that. Just because part of it, honestly, is because I kind of like the, it makes me feel cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta look cute. It's always about looking cute. It's that Libra in me. I have cute. to, like, honestly, Brandon, like, because we decided we weren't going to, uh, well, we're not doing video, like, to, you know or whatever but I was like I don't have to be like I don't have to like dress up or like try I can just <laughs> she was about I can be like put on all her new makeup <laughs> put, her hair up, put all this nice cute dress on and everything I was like babe we're, I don't think we're gonna do video you know you don't have to go through all that I mean I still look cute but it's like a comfy cute but anyway yeah, I, purposely, I purposely threw a sweatsuit on for this <laughs> there you go there you that's go. right you you can't yeah right we're, with, we're invoking mary jane she's chill so she is chill yeah i got a red wings christmas sweater on and a nice pair of sweatpants nice Ooh, nice <laughs> for sure represent all right so brain um i think just for our listeners sake um i want to just maybe like catch them up real quick on on you on your life story on on you know what got you into food because after all this is part two of food yes this is let's let's not we forget 
So, um, like, let's just maybe again recap uh, recap your relationship with food. For Tell itself. us about your life. No, I'm just kidding. Long story short, uh, I mean, when I was younger, my parents had a lot of financial problems, um, and they were pretty broke. So, when I was like 14, I had to get a job in order to help pay rent for our little apartment. And uh, the first place I got a job as a as kind of a a young kid was to work in a restaurant and. I got super addicted. I mean, it was the only thing I could think about. Of course, I loved food. Um, I was a a pretty hefty boy in my young ages. (laughs) (laughs) I I must say, I do remember. I do remember. You you shot up like a beanstalk and skinned out, man. (laughs) Yeah, but I was a bit of a blimp as a kid, man. I mean, not to mention the fact that my parents had a chocolate factory for most of my youth. I was going to say, we like glossed right over the fact that your parents had a chocolate factory. Yeah. Speaking of chocolate factory, we uh, picked our incense for today. And ironically, it was chocolate factory. So, and Dave. Oh, Dave. nice. I know, right? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Consciously. Dude, it's, like, huh? it's, wow. it's one of the most mesmerizing smells. It really Melted is. Melted chocolate is like, it's like numbing. It's like putting cinnamon in the house in the holidays, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. agreed. Agreed. Um, so, uh, so I had to get into a rest. So I got into a restaurant and then I just pretty much got obsessed. I used to go before school, I would go in at 5am and butcher and then go to high school and come back. Well, I guess I was in middle school at the time I was 14. Um, and, uh, so you're, but- and you're I- butchering and then going to middle school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I go, Cause I had to work 40 hours a week. My parents needed X amount of dollars per month in order for us to be able to stay in an apartment, I never which was, Holy shit. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, when we left Michigan, my parents basically lost everything. We sold the house. They filed for bankruptcy. We lost the chocolate factory. The house burned down. Um, oh, yeah, and, I remember that. Holy oh, shit, dude. That was and then every year from 14, I moved to a different city. Um, and I just, as I moved, I just got another job at a restaurant. It was the easiest place. And I just got obsessed with it. It was something that I learned super quick and it had all the passion of anything else in my life. Um, so I graduated high school when I was a junior and moved to New York the next day and got a job at a three Michelin star restaurant. Then I basically followed, you know, the top three Michelin star restaurants that open in the U S every year. When a new one opens, I go there and stay there for a couple of years and go to the next. Um, and then, uh, and then I ran into Top Chef, did Top Chef, and then uh, now I work in the private industry. Wow! Dang man, what a that story! Is, yeah, that's that's just an amazing story. Well, it's, it's funny because it's like you did do exactly what I asked you to do is to tell it succinctly, but you you say like you you tell it in such a way where it's like, wait, what? That's an amazing story, and you say it's so like. <laughs> You know, nonchalantly, like, oh, yeah, you know, this just happened, and then this happened, and then, you know. Well, I do have this one question. What's that? Um, So, I guess, like, I'm sure you probably have answered this before, but for those people who are wanting to follow their dreams, especially right now in the world that we're living in, what kind of, what helped you continue to pursue that? Um, I think in my life, the biggest thing is, no matter how hard stuff gets, life is hard. Everything about life is hard. No matter how much you try and enjoy it, there's a lot of hard places. So whether it's being poor or being unlucky, you're having issues with life, relationships, or otherwise, you kind of just have to remember that you only get one life to live. 
So anything you could do for me, I had a shitty situation and I had to find something to focus my time on to not think about the shitty situation. Um, and so that's what I obsessed over. So whatever it is that you're into, you just got to work as hard as you can. You can do anything you want. Um, there's no guarantee you're going to be rich. There's no guarantee you're going to be successful necessarily, but I don't think that's what's important. If you don't do what you want and what you enjoy, there's no point in doing it. Amen. Yeah. I love that. That is fantastic. Yeah. Cause like right now, Liz and I've been talking a lot about how, uh, during this time of COVID, you know, uh, it's kind of forced a lot of people to be with just themselves, you know, they kind of have to like <laughs> be, Wait, hold on. Liz is coughing. I can't Liz is coughing again. <laughs> the thing is like, <laughs> that's a 30%. That's, yeah, that's yeah, that 30%, man. That's that but 30%. Yeah, it's hit. I'm still like, it's hitting actually like really harsh. And I'm still kind of like a little bit of a baby smoker. My lungs have only been developing for like two years compared to Dave over here who's been smoking for like, I don't know, 12, right? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Maybe more. So something like that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Like anyway, 15. so what 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 we were we're saying before we get too off topic. So, um, so obviously you're you're a chef and you love cooking food, and we now know that it has kind of in a way helped you develop your consciousness because now you are doing this for a living. Like we heard how you went through all these different experiences and have worked for various people. So. My question is, is how do you think your energy affects the food that you are cooking? Um, Because you've been through these different experiences, you've been exposed to, I think, and you've traveled to different places from what I heard from Dave. Um, So I'm just curious to hear about like your perspective with that. Food in general, A, I mean, for instance, when you're running a kitchen, if you have a happy, excited, enthusiastic kitchen, everybody's more determined to succeed. So anytime you're cooking, if you don't cook with love, it's not going to taste near as good. Right. And I used to work for this dude when I first started in New York. I was I was like 17 at this time. Guy was like 10 years older than me, but he spent a lot of time in Italy. And when he teach me how to cook, everything was about tasting it and feeling it was like this emotional attachment to food like in a sexual side of life (laughs) and which seriously i mean think about it when you eat stuff like when you eat an ice cream sundae and like that's the only thing you can think about it is amazing yeah you know what i mean so it's like it's the same idea but everything he taught me was in that fashion instead of you know in fine dining kitchens it's more about yelling screaming and making you feel stupid until you do better (laughs) right yeah i mean that's that's the base of it is abuse and there's a few people that teach it based on heart and you know yeah commitment which is a i think the more important side i think it 100 percent changes the way you eat for sure yeah yeah well you know go ahead it's like if you went to you know you think about it you go to a restaurant that's like dull and quiet but not romantic and you eat it's a very different feeling that if you go to like some hipster spot that's super, you know, people are chatting and having a good time and the food's amazing. The food is better just because of your environment and how you're giving it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, hundred percent. So yeah. So it's not just, you know, the food, it's the experience of consuming the food, the, 
the environment in which you're you're surrounding plating the food right because that what was that show that we were watching um that cooking show where they the whole set is a garden oh crazy delicious oh my god yeah. i go like fucking crazy over that show like i just <laughs> want that to be my reality to go forage in the garden for my little for my little ingredients for whatever i'm going to make for the gods that day like <laughs> oh. It's, it's, I don't know if you ever watched, I mean, no, I don't, I don't know the show, but it sounds amazing. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's like the whole, it's like a, it's like, I think it's like a British type show. It It is, it is a British uh, TV show. And so the Uh, the judges in the show are called the gods. There's three of them. And it's it's like, they, they deck out the entire set. is like a garden like enchanted think of alice in wonderland but everything is edible like quite literally everything is edible and they even have like live animals and they give them like weird ingredients to work with it's like a really interesting and really creative um show yeah yeah yeah. it's really yeah (laughs) what was that the animals do they no, no. Oh, God, no. no. <laughs> that's, that's what I was, You know, it's funny because that's the first thing that thought that came to my mind. Too. I was like, what? She yeah, about butchering the animals. I was like, wow, that is a real show. That is a real show. <laughs> real. They, they go out there and just kill a lamb. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Interesting. I'm sure, I'm sure it is somewhere. You know, uh, speaking of which, though, I mean, obviously, since you're – you know, a chef, like you've dealt with, you know, that type of thing before, I'm sure. Like when you've traveled around the world, like, have you ever participated in those types of like old world rituals where they, you know, slaughter animals in more of a ritualistic kind of form? I've certainly seen it. Um, I've never killed it myself, except for with a chicken. I once stayed on a ranch for a while to where that's all we had to eat was what was on the farm. Right. Um, And all they had for livestock was chickens. Um, so I have done that personally. Um, but as far as ritualistic, only with, um, pigs, right. I've seen, I've seen a pig get slaughtered, like old school style, like with a knife. Um, but I wasn't doing the work, if that makes sense. Sure. No, I was, I was just interested because, you know, that's, it's part of the cycle of life, you know, and it's part of what, you know, conscious beings on this planet have been doing for centuries. I mean, it's part of eating. If you're going to be willing to eat meat, you have to, A, watch it be killed. And I think that you have to be comfortable with that to a certain extent. I mean, I've been to every, I've been to every variety of slaughterhouse right. and gone start to finish on the line from kill to makeup. Because I think if you don't, I mean, you can't say that you believe in it if you're not willing to watch it happen. You're eating it. Yeah, you're, you're and, right. And in mass production, we're also basically killing the entire planet by eating so much of it. So That's true. Yeah, I remember you and I, we've had conversations before about more, you know, sustainable eating and, you know, trying to reduce the amount of meat that we have in our diet. See, but here, here's a Top chef, bit, I have like, I have a little bit of a different perspective to that, no, like to, to the thing. So I am somebody who... Um, and like, obviously, like this, we don't, we teach like, it's not this or that. It is all right. Um, But I don't, I personally can't handle uh, watching somebody uh, kill like an animal, but I have 
honor and respect for the person who does it. Um, so I feel like, you know, there are people who maybe fall into that category too. It's like, I can watch it and I can do it if it really came down to it. Um, but it's just interesting because like, it is something like, like what you guys are saying, it is something where you need to be and you need to have that connection. So you need to make that connection somehow in some way. And that I think is important no matter how you do it, I feel. So I think there's a lot of people that deny it too. Like they're against it, but they still eat meat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of, that's what I meant. Right. No, for sure. No, no. And I like people with no respect for it. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we're all about on the show, especially when it comes to cannabis is, you know, respect Respect, for smoking the herb because it, it, it's not like this, you know, a lot of people just think it's, it's everyone is just sitting around getting fucking blasted all the time. You know, it's like, no, like marijuana is (laughs) one of those things where like, you know, it, it can be enjoyed just as much as a fine wine or, you know, like a, a you know, a, a beautiful, you know, plate of food, you know, it, it's one of those things that we can all enjoy when it's, it's done and created and, and served to us in a beautiful way, you know, and that's what I love about what you do, because your food, my man, is gorgeous. It looks beautiful. Like, like, absolutely mind blowing. It looks so beautiful. Yeah. Like, thank you. That's amazing, though. Like, do you credit any particular, like, teacher or experience to the way that you approach your food? Or is it just like an amalgamation of all the different things that you've kind of experienced in your time? Or how did you come up with? I mean, there's definitely there's definitely certain individuals in my life that made a larger impact than places, per se. Um there's been a lot of great restaurants. I mean, the best restaurant I've ever worked at was 11 Madison park when it was in its prime. Um, and the people that I worked with definitely pushed me to that, you know, to, to stretch myself out. Um, but I think the majority of technique is definitely an over time, you know, I've worked at a lot of restaurants. I mean, I've been in the kitchen now for like 18, 16 years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it comes from going to a lot of places, but I also read a lot of cookbooks. I mean, my house is full of cookbooks. Right. And so I buy cookbooks everywhere I go. And now I get to travel a ton, which I never used to be able to do. Um, and it's, you know, I see so many different places and types of food that it's awesome. Sorry, we're having a, a cat interruption over here because one of our cats wants to join the show. Of course, and it's the same cat as always. You probably didn't even hear it, but it was like on our end. She she scratch. She likes to scratch on on the walls and and door whenever she's not getting attention. So it's super fun, but hey, it's part of the show, and our listeners are you know I'm sure that they're used to it by now, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we're just gonna assume that they are. It's it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Yes. Yes. So. At this point. What were we talking about? What were we, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Brandon and, I know and his amazing food. I know. So Brandon, yeah. is there a particular type of food or or region of the world that you gravitate more towards? And you know, just maybe in like your cooking. If if you were just 
trying to plan out a, a set of meals for yourself for a week, you know, like yeah, what would you where, eat? what part of the world, like what kind of flavor palette are you leaning towards? Yeah. I mean, in a week we do a lot of variables. I mean, we cook, especially with COVID, I cook like four meals, three to four meals a day. Um, and I mean, I jump all around all the time. We'll do everything from Indian food to Thai food to Japanese food to American food to South. My wife's Colombian. We do a lot of like South American stuff. Right. Uh, when when I was living in Colombia, that's all I did. I was like, I was like, all right, take me to all the classics. <laughs> so now now I just make them at home. She's like, how do you just make it like that? And it's like, well, you just you eat it, and then you look at some recipes, and it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> uh, but. When, dude, when I met my wife, she could barely she could barely make scrambled eggs and would hammer chicken. And now she's like, she's practically a little chef of her own. Oh man, oh, that's, that's awesome! awesome. Yeah, that's you brought great. up the chef in her. Yeah. Oh yeah, well she loves to eat. I mean, I think that's probably part of the reason why we fell in love. Is she just? I mean, any if I make something good, she eats it with so much passion. Sure. Aww. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I know exactly that, what you're saying, man. That's I, an I, art, dude. I it do, is. It really is. And I do all the cooking in this house for yeah, the most part. You, you only, make two dishes. I make two dishes and you that is two it. two dishes. <laughs> your pozole and, and your tamales. tamales. It's only... Mm. And it's it just... I love pozole. Oh, I love it's so it good. too. Oh, oh my God. Boy. I know. I normally do like a pozole verde and I just make the, the salsa homemade. It's pretty... It's, it's pretty... It's like, really bomb. Yeah. But I do all the rest of the cooking in the house. So yeah. I'm, I, we, we did this thing for a long time and really? where we, <laughs> more cat interruptions. Um, we did this thing for a long time where we, uh, we had themed weeks where we would do like Italian food for a week and then we would do like Mexican food for a week. And, you know, it, it kind of helped, you know, with cost because all the ingredients are pretty similar. Um, but like when COVID hit and then I was like, oh shit, like, I'm just going to buy like a, as much as I can and just try to make whatever I can with whatever I have. Um, and that was actually kind of interesting because it, it forced me to be creative. Um, and I was just curious if, you know, with COVID and everything with you, like, has it forced you to change how you do things at all? Or do you just do what you do and you do it great? I'm your note of of uh like trying to keep budget down i thought about making a cookbook just based on what you have in your fridge like how to how to utilize your bits and pieces you know what i'm saying because so many times you end up with a fridge and there's like stuff that you know you go to the store you buy pretty vegetables and then you're like oh what do i do with this Mm -hmm. um or how to utilize like an entire chicken because like so when i was uh when i first moved to to California, I was so broke that all I could afford to buy was like, a ch- I'd buy a whole chicken, a bag of potatoes, two onions, and some salad greens, and a couple of mixed vegetables, mm-hmm. and that would be my weekly food. So I would literally make that last the entire week for me and my girlfriend. Dang, dude! You so we would just oh my yeah, god, we would just we would break it into pieces. I, I mean, I couldn't, that's all I could afford, dude. We were, we were super busted. I mean, they don't pay much in those restaurants when you right. start, you know? Yeah. Well, you are, yeah. you need to definitely do that book for sure. That's, yeah. that's definitely, that would be, 
That is a great idea, dude. It's it's gonna definitely help, I think, open up your world for you. That's my intuitive sense. But um the reality is people need to cook more. People don't cook enough at home. I don't know, maybe they do where you guys are from, but in California and especially around the city, like people do not eat enough normal food at home. No people eat terrible food. Yeah. Yeah, they really and they eat a lot of bad shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they really do. I mean, it's it's not sustainable. Yeah, well, it's it's so much like processed stuff and quick stuff and easy, you know, things that are are convenient, um, but ultimately are just tearing you up inside. You know, like I I was reading this thing the other day about like how processed food and, and other types of food, like fried foods, they like cause these micro fissures in your stomach lining and like over time if you continually eat that stuff it'll just literally like leak out you know stuff into your body yeah i remember i came from a lifestyle that was like that and now i'm great i am so grateful i broke that because it was oh my god it was awful so you are but i a hundred percent like it really does and that's what's guilty as the next guy but yeah i mean hey it's like in the culture and society that we live in i think it's hard to not you know do that you know especially depending on for sure um how much money you make and what your situation is and what chances and things you get in life and so i think that like you said it is not sustainable though because it's reliant on like ingredients and on companies and things that just aren't good and just aren't healthy and don't have like even a good energy in exchange so um, and energy is like you said brandon too is it it really is everything like everything like it matters that's why like there's like certain foods that dave makes and oh my god like i just like go crazy and it's just like <laughs> oh my god yes this is so good and it's just like, it's like honestly like it's it really does like make a difference and that's why yeah I just love it I, I do love food as well so yeah keep going where were we gonna talk about <laughs> I mean I, I, I think that 40 percent is doing you a good job I know right <laughs> Well, like sometimes like you, you go yeah. and you go and you go and I'm like, okay, all right. And I know, I'm trying to like, yeah, I'm trying to like do that trying thing. trying to figure out where I was going with it too. <laughs> we just kept talking and would like go somewhere, but sometimes it just did it. Yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't tell. Well, it's like, I know. Sometimes it feels, it feels like I'm trying to like jump onto a moving train when you're talking because oh, I feel like I can like find an opening, but yeah, then you, you close it off at the last second and I'm like, oh crap, I can't jump oh, in now. God. Oh God, it's like I know I'm very aware of it, but it's like I have to like follow through or else like, it's like. That was so, hilarious. So obviously, okay. I would say I'm gonna have another bowl. Okay. Oh yeah, go okay. for it. Honey. I mean, we're we're about halfway through. We're about halfway through. Thank you, Mary. I think it's perfect timing. I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely so need more weed. Yes. That's the solution to yes, the. That's the solution to the issue. Consciousness. Yeah. Right? Well, we we've had many people give us feedback on the show, and and. The feedback that we've gotten most often is you guys don't sound like you're high enough. So we're like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to try to smoke more throughout the show. Is I just don't think happens, people but... realize that we're high pretty like all the time. So. <laughs> it's uh, 
it's doing okay. doing doing its job right now and it's doing it well i must say mm-hmm. so okay so um where were we <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to look at these <laughs> questions and they're like so far away from me so i couldn't oh like, really, like read them <laughs> you guys okay. are a mess i know <laughs> isn't it awesome this is the best part of the show. This is like a look when the into show our gets life. about halfway through, and then everything falls apart. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like it's okay. too much. I know it's so great. <laughs> okay, okay. So here's like one thing that since we were talking a lot about the creative process, we were talking about like fusion foods, and you're talking about like. So I guess my question is: is what is like a look into like your creative process with? cooking what do you think about what do you try to feel about? what are you inspired, what are you inspired by? by like what makes well you- now yeah nowadays like probably seven almost 70 percent of the cooking i do is all vegan and vegetarian nice so i spend a ton of time my biggest focus is trying to create classic dishes dishes that everybody loves to trying to make everything vegan and vegetarian so i try to create the same textures using healthy things i don't cook with any i don't use any sugar at all even if it's natural sugar so fruit but i won't use maple syrup or honey or any sort of synthetic sweeteners um So all I try to do is recreate. So whether it's lasagna or it's a creamy dish or a potato gratin, which is obviously like 40% cheese and dairy. Um, (laughs) You just try and do the same things and try and get them to be as rich without making you feel like shit at the end, basically. Um, But so all the creative work I do is everything that I have that I, because I eat, I, I enjoy meat and fish and everything really anything you can eat Um, so i try to just find all the things i love and then try and find ways to make it you know a little bit better healthy wise or sustainability wise or make it vegan and vegetarian right i love that that is awesome yeah we we've been trying to yeah we've been trying to put more you know the, the vegan options within the menu you know like i think right now um I think right now it's about half and half yeah, yeah half and half there are so. times where i just crave meat like it's like it's like a i don't know it's like a very animalistic <laughs> like, i need meat well, like yeah my so i have a nickname that goes back to high school you won't get into the story because it's long but um i have a nickname of barbarian liz um dave has like an accidental scratch to show <laughs> no, no no tried to eat him once no no here here's the thing so <laughs> Just the other you day. To eat you? No, no, no. Just, no. just the other day. Just <laughs> Not the other yet. day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Liz and I Liz and I were, you know. You're like a praying mantis. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I felt like it because the other day you Liz, your head. we were horsing around and she clipped me on the arm with her nails. And I swear to God, man, blood just I mean, there's like an inch inch gash. No, it's oh it was. I almost, she has that one just in case, man. She sharpens <laughs> it for you. She just doesn't admit it. I think my wife's got the same thing, dude. Trust me. I know, right? It's oh, they can come at you at any moment. Well, I mean, uh, it's in case a coup needs to happen, dude. It's, it's true. Like they get a text message all at the same time. Put, put she, plan, she takes plan. you out, and then it's over. 
Yeah. yeah, well, just remember, you know what you signed up for. You chose this. Oh, I know. <laughs> we all chose it. We all chose it. No, but as far as meat, I mean, I don't think I could ever never eat meat. Yeah. But but I do, I mean, I, mean, I, I only cook vegan and vegetarian because it's my job. Like, right. You right. know, that's the guy, that's who I work for now. So, right. um, but it's been the most challenging part of my career, really. It's, it, I mean, it's a lot harder to eat healthy and fuck vegetarian. <laughs> would you, would you say it was, you know, one of the hardest things that you've done recently? I mean, as far as creativity wise, yes. Yeah. Um, as far as like, I mean, my jobs were extremely difficult in my youth as far as working way too many hours, never sleeping enough, getting screamed at all the time. And, you know, I mean, the early years were difficult, but as far as in like creativity wise and creating things that I've never done before, it's extremely difficult. Yeah. But it's so much fun. I mean, I've come up with so many ways to eat, so many other things that I never would have thought of before. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that, and that in itself is like developing your consciousness because you are right. breaking patterns. Totally. And, and I get paid to do it, which is great. Right. right. Even better. Right. <laughs> but that's that's the but that's what we always you know what we talked about you know like in in season one we talked about manifestation and you know manifest manifesting your you know best life. And I think, you know, with you, it's, it's a clear, I mean, I think story of, you know, going through all the paces that, you know, you needed to go through in order to arrive at where you've arrived at right now. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, totally, that's uh, it's pretty heavy stuff when you think about it from, and I, from, uh, I think those dreams always change too, man. Like, yeah. you know, there's a point to where like, trust me, there was a lot of, there's a lot of other things I would like to do. Sure. And then there's also times to where I'm like, you know, I really just enjoy the way things are going now. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think sometimes you got to adjust. No, but that's, right. that's very, that's very much just being in the present and that's something right. that we try to try to do and try to be is just enjoying, you know, whatever it is happening. But the present oftentimes has an, a, a way of shifting from periods of rest to periods of action. Right. You know? Right. And For sure. And being open to that. So that's, that's right. That's Rather than cool. trying to force it, you know, we were just talking about this the other day. Like when you, when you try to force it, you know, too much, you know, when you're trying to like, you were talking about like working yourself to death, you know, like really? 40 plus, you know, hours a week, you know, like well, I feel like you get more out of life when you can control a little bit more of, you know, how much you're working, what you're working on, you know, who you're working for, you know, that kind of thing. And dude, I was working like, I was pulling like 90 to a hundred plus hours a week towards like right before I met my wife. And I was so dead trying so hard. And then I met my wife. It was the first time I didn't think about anything, but, or the first time I thought about anything, but work, like everything I did in my life was based off of work. Right. Right. Yeah. And when I met her, I was like, oh, well, whatever, I'll figure it out later. And when I moved to Columbia, it was just like, I, it was the first time in my life I realized living your life is so much more amazing 
<laughs> than work. I mean, work is awesome, but like having both is so different. Yes. When you're in the restaurant industry, you're to- that's the only thing you are. You live and breathe the restaurant industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get totally taken in. It was the first time that I was just like, oh my God, you're telling me people take vacations? Yeah. It's like, a you know what I mean? Like, I get to eat dinner at home? Yeah, holy shit. That's amazing. <laughs> it was nuts, man. That that's no and that's an amazing experience to come to that realization that, you know, you can have everything that you want. You can have both. You can have the Change my life, dude. Yeah, and and uh the universe makes space for it. The universe is infinite. You know, if, if you yeah. if you see the world, if you see the environment that you exist in, you mm-hmm. know, because I think that we can exist beyond the environment that we currently exist in if we so choose. Yes. But I think if you see that as an infinite source of support and potential, mm-hmm. anything's possible. It, it's happiness is in the eye of the beholder, man. Yeah. Absolutely. If you can you can every situation has a bright side. Absolutely. It does. Everything absolutely. you just gotta find your way. Right. right. It's always about, and you know, instead of why is this happening to me, ask what is this trying to teach me and then grow from it and move forward and know that there's a tomorrow and you get to breathe. And that's amazing that you get to do that. So no doubt. Although I've never been in like, I mean, if you were in like a dying situation, I've never been there. So it's hard to say, but that's how I hope I would look at it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I hope I take it that well. I'm not sure if I would, but right. Well, you know, I think we all, uh, we all, I think sometimes have different moments in our life where we are confronted with, you know, the inevitable, Mm -hmm. be it with ourselves, you know, in a scare or with somebody else that we love. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, it's, um, it's I, I honestly think it's a moment for us all to like go within ourselves and 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 visit the fear that we have about death of our our self, you know, death of our identity. You know, I was just actually just talking about this with with my dad, with with Papa Swartz, you know, because he's you know getting up there, and um, he was yeah. talking about how you know he's been thinking a lot more on a day to day basis about the end and. You know, I explained to him that I think a lot of it is centered around loss of identity because he was talking about fear of not knowing what's going to happen to me and my brother and my mom and like all these other people that he cares about. And I was telling him like, you know, when you're gone, like you're, you're gone. You're like, like you're onto a new experience, you know, like I believe that you transcend into a different space where you can then choose to inhabit wherever you want to go next. And for my dad, I think he's having a lot, a hard time kind of like letting go of the, the fact that there's no longer going to be a, a, a him, you know? And, you know, I was, I was telling him like, if you remember that everything is connected, everything is the same. We're all just like one conscious mind connected, you know, just experiencing ourselves in infinite more unique ways it makes that loss of identity i think a little bit easier to contend with and that's an experience that's been felt in in plenty of psychedelic 
um, experiences, mm-hmm. which is yes. what we talked about in previous episodes. Yes, so, yes. you know, I'll tell you one thing when I'm on psychedelics and I think I'm going to die, I am not fucking happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about, dude, but yeah. I do not get happy. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. You're confronted, you're confronted with the loss of identity. It's and that's no, I think it's hard, dude. Get, getting to the end is difficult. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think there's any way to really explain through it unless you're there, man. Exactly. I dude, know. I'm going to be so bummed when I get to that moment. When you got kids or grandkids and you're like, dude, the out moment is never good. But. I do think that the best thing that you can think about is if you live tomorrow, like you were out yesterday, you're going to regret it when you leave in 10. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense. I mean, it's it that if you, you know, it's a line you got to cross. It's just like now, like, even though you're locked indoors, you can either sit around and do nothing right, mm-hmm. or you can try and make the best out of a shitty situation. Right, yes, because what we've talked about in this show is that everything... That's where your best magic comes from. Right, well, it's like this and that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, totally. there, there, there's the space for both the experience of being overwhelmed by the loss of identity or letting that go and understanding that, okay, this is precious and I need to live every moment like it's my last because this identity, yes, this will end mm-hmm. but i'm gonna you know go on and have another one yes you know uh, yeah. take your last stand yeah. strong man yeah. yeah go out with a bang that's yeah. all you can do yeah Absolutely. go out with a bang because you're leaving energy and you're leaving a legacy behind and as we know everything gets rebirthed and regenerated whether we all remember it or not or at least that's what right. we feel or believe whether you know we're open to all things so one question i'm not sure i'm a firmer on that but i hope you're right you know, I hope we are. Too. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just. No, it's like, okay because I don't know how to make those decisions. Those are big ones for me. It's like religion. That does it. It's hard for me to focus on anything. You know. Sure. Yeah. No, and that's okay because everybody has their own personal, I think, belief and system, and I think it's all true in some way, shape, or form. And it's got to come from something. Right, exactly. Right. And I think it's up to the person and it's up to the person how far they want to go with it. Right. And the fact that you're just like, hey, that's not, I'm not sure. That's, that's okay. Um, so um, one question they have uh, for you since we're talking about the consciousness and we, you know, you're a chef. So one thing that we have been watching a lot is um, these street food um, TV shows on, you know, Netflix and stuff. And it talks and just like culture and tradition about how food really does help develop people and um, consciousness and things like that. So I guess like my question is, is like, what's your take on how you feel that has food has played that role in that development? In developing consciousness? How do you mean? Like developing um, people growing, um, people wanting to do better for themselves in life. Like, is You're talking about like, like, like trying to bring people up that, you know, are, you know, trying to like build businesses through street food. Yeah, you know? build businesses through street food, like leave a legacy. They help like, you know, be able to pay for like their people. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I think... I, I think street food in general, I mean, 
I think street food is the heart and soul, but all the heart and soul of every country's food comes from its lower income because to them, great food is so much more meaningful. If that makes sense. Yeah. People over, people over abuse what you have. I mean, think about how much people buy and use with no thought at all. And the only people that hold tradition are those that that apple pie at Christmas is the heart and soul of their livelihood. So they start food trucks and make street food because it's, it's food that can be sold at a cheaper price and it satisfies people. You know, it shows you like what the food really is in the country. Yeah. That's what I was kind of like uh, asking and curious about. So that's, I think, Yes. Well, the other thing that I, I was thinking about too, uh, you know, you guys were talking is the difference between creating the food using the ingredients from the local, you know, indigenous area versus, you know, having it shipped in from another country, you know, and you're kind of putting this thing together that's made of ingredients that have been, you know, shipped in from all parts of the world. You know what I mean? For sure. I got to imagine that there's some kind of different energy that exists, you know, because you always talk about the juice in Mexico, the the juice bags. Oh, dude. Food in different places is so much better. I mean, the food in the U.S., we have the most available varieties. But everything we import, think about it, an avocado that you get in Michigan tastes nothing near as delicious as an avocado you get in California or Mexico yeah, or South America. True. It so doesn't true. taste the same, dude. It's aged, waxed, and gassed Yes, and yeah. held for long periods of time in the refrigerator. It's yeah, apples that you buy at the grocery store are like three months old. They've been <laughs> off a tree for three months. They right. taste nothing like an apple that you get the day before and put in your refrigerator absolutely and like when you're in thailand like the mangoes are so much better than anything you've ever had or in greece the olives or you know what i mean right there's something to be said about you know when it's fresh it's fresh and it's very different right and and i think that's everywhere like in costa rica and central america the chicken is so good Mm. it's not about how they cook it just the chicken itself it's all free range like I just caught you out back chicken. Right. Oh, wow. And it's <laughs> so good. Yeah. Nice. Jesus. That was the best part about my, I spent like three weeks backpacking in Costa Rica and eating the chicken was my favorite part. Oh my goodness. Despite like tropical forest and right. waiting with a backpack, the chicken was amazing. I've I've often said that when we travel, because right now we don't have the the means enough to do enough traveling. But yeah, when we no, do travel, not yet. We're well, not yet. We're manifesting it. it. But when we uh, when we do travel, like that is going to be, I think, the core um, oh of, of our plans is food. is food. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just trying yes, to find yes, like yes, all yes. the best food we possibly can. Yes, I uh, I did not realize <laughs> how much I love food until. I got a funny story for you. Oh, go for it. Yeah. So I do the same thing, obviously, when I travel anywhere, right? And my wife and I went to Thailand for like two and a half weeks. We did a wedding and then we were just kind of hanging around, traveling around Thailand. And I was in in, uh, Bangkok and I had a buddy who used to live there. And he's like, dude, I had eaten at all these street food places, like going to all the open markets. 
and day markets and eating whole squid and anything that was coming off of live fire that looked fresh. Oh my God. And I had no issues. And my boy's like, dude, you have to go to this noodle place. It's the best noodle place in Bangkok. You got to go here. And I walked up to it and I was like, wow, this place looks super ghetto. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, but my boy said it's badass. So I sat down and we eat and I got this like beef liver and all this other, you know, everything's got 50 million things in it. And I have never been so sick in my entire life. The next day I woke up and tried to eat breakfast. I threw up for two days straight. Oh, it was so bad. And I was like, dude, like, why'd you send me to this place? Oh, no. Oh, it was so bad. Oh, it's terrible. Oh my, gosh. oh my goodness. Yeah, that, that is not the way that no. I thought the story was going to go. <laughs> I was I, you're you're always taking a chance, bro. I know, I was gearing up. I was like, oh, hey, this is going to be great. You know what, though? The the fact that you, you took a chance, I think, right. you know, because I think there, I have a lot of friends who are really honestly afraid to try. No, oh, it's stupid. I know. I know. So I. I agree, and but I feel like for that, I feel like there's trauma attached for some uh, for some of it. So I feel like there. I mean, you got to be smart about it. I wouldn't order like a Thai iced tea on the street where they're oh. using unfiltered water for ice cubes. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. You don't want to do that, but no, no, no. But no. that's what that's like. So, so there's something to be said about you know having to just be conscious about like you know where you're getting your food as well, even if you are in like foreign countries and things like that, but also being open to trying it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You just need to be with someone that's not going to screw you over. And and where's your guys' next trip? Oh Uh, man, we don't have anyone. We don't have anything planned. Honestly, you got a book. We, well, we did go to, to LA uh, for Christmas last year. Yeah. Which I remember I hit you up about for, Uh, yeah that was uh how was that that was great i i'm trying to remember the name of the place that we went to god it was a year ago i can't I remember it i'm high as f right I now. dude i keep a i keep a separate bank account and every every time i uh every paycheck i just set aside like 20 bucks or 30 whatever it is for right. my next vacation oh nice dude dude i have to it's the only way i'll save for stuff all right yeah, no, that's, honestly, a, that's that, a good, good way honestly, to do it i think that's what we, we need to do, to do it. yes <laughs> We're over here just blowing it all in weed. No, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. We're trying. We're we're um we're still trying to. We're both entrepreneurs, so we're still trying to um, you know, master that. But I think honestly, that, I that I feel life. pretty good about where I'm I'm headed, and I think I'm pretty positive about where you're headed too. So everything's great. That's so, good. I think you guys That's are doing great. <laughs> Thanks, no, Brandon. But the, <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. And I think that's like that is a part of manifesting too, is like consciously setting money aside. That is a part of doing the work as well. So yes, you are absolutely right, Brandon. Um, so oh, no, I just meant like, that's my thing, you know, that's just really? like, that's what I do. That's what, that's what gets me on vacations. I mean, I travel for work, but like, I gotta, I could never travel till I left restaurants, man. I didn't get to travel till I was 30 years old. It was a pain in the ass. Right. And, yeah. But I love getting anywhere but home. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I think it's because I moved all the time. You know, it's so much fun to go to other worlds. Sure, absolutely. Well, one place that I really have been wanting to go definitely Hawaii, but I always have wanted. To Ooh, go. that's a good one. Yeah, and I've always wanted to go to Spain as well. 
What if what if I were to tell you that when you wake up in the morning, you can teleport anywhere in the world, but you have to stay there the rest of your life? Where would you go? Oh, babe. Anywhere in the world and stay. Anywhere you want. It doesn't matter. But remember, when you open your eyes, you're there and you're never leaving. Hmm. Ready, go. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think... Uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know exactly here. I don't know where, but I can describe exactly what I see and what I want. Oh, here's the intuitive. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know where. Get I'm, ready. Honestly, because I'm very... I'm open. So, really... She she needed oh to do God. it. All really right. just oh my needed God. to do it. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, Lily, I love you, but sometimes... Okay, She's anyway. Like, um... <laughs> So I want to live um, in the middle of a forest because I am in love with nature and I need to be surrounded by nature. I also would like that forest to have a lake um, pretty close and nearby visible to like from looking out of the house. Um, But I don't want to be so disconnected. So I still want to be around an area where there's people but the area is where people really care about their their food they're really conscious about like just life they enjoy life it's like the mom and pop shops like I don't want to see no like you know big business places um places where I can like find really good foods find really like unique places um in terms of like art in terms of like magic like that's like what I want so sounds like Canada Sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like outside. What's happening? Where are you going? That's with where this? I'm going. <laughs> so oh that's where goodness. I'm going. But also someplace, because honestly, there's a part of me that as much as I <laughs> don't like the cold sometimes, I really do enjoy all of the seasons. So someplace I, where I would, I would like to be able to have all the seasons and to be able to experience a lot of nature. How about you need the rains up? to respect the sun, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I would go to no Colorado. doubt. Yeah, I guess Colorado. Absolutely. Hmm. That would be my pick. What about you, Brandon? Yeah. Colorado of all the places in the world you could go to for the rest of you. Why don't you go to the Alps or something where like See, I don't know. I don't I don't know about I love Colorado though. Honestly. Honestly. I don't we haven't traveled very much. I think yeah, I guess furthest, I haven't really traveled. The furthest that I've traveled has been so. uh London and um Mexico. Um I went to go see some family that I have in Mexico. Um and that honestly was probably my favorite. Where in Mexico? Uh Guadalajara is where mm, nice. Mexico City as well. I've never been to Mexico. Yeah, I love Mexico. And I, I was very I'm very grateful that I got to have like the real I feel like like I didn't get to go to like Cancun. Like I got to live with my family who live in Mexico. Like we, my family in uh, Guadalajara, they had the Mercado like quite literally in front of their house. And it was like the most magical thing. Like, honestly, that's like one of my most memorable trips of Mexico was the food was because it was just so delicious and we would like wake up in the morning with my tío and my tía and we would go and we would get whatever food that they get for the day they never had anything in their freezer and it was like 
always so good, even though it was like really weird to see some of the, the things out in the open like they did. But um, it was really, but everybody was so passionate about it. Everyone was just really happy and they would like go through all the work of setting up and putting it down. And the best meal was still by my favorite in Mexico was this um, woman, she like set up a mini restaurant outside of her home. She had like two little tables set up and she cooked from her <laughs> own kitchen and served like there. And it was the best meal that we had the entire time. Like That's honestly, awesome. Yeah, I remember, I remember like it might be like TMI, but I had to like stop eating food because like my system was like, this is too much because it was <laughs> so much food, but it was so good. Dude, I love Latin culture, man. Their life is, they live it the right way. They really do. They really, really Dude, do. Dude, I've never danced so much in my life, and I don't understand why people in America don't dance. I agree, man. Like, yeah. Dude, it blows my mind. I, yeah. So, like, I was introduced to um, EDM music uh, when I met Liz, and, but not, like, yes. not traditional EDM music. I would say, like, a, a new form, like, with... with Non-traditional like, EDM? Yeah, like well, it has, more, mark? It has more like a, a, a more traditional like sound with like traditional instruments yeah, like saxophone. Yeah, they do have like and, positive like, messages too. Yeah, but like, anyway, oh, so, like grizz and like some slabby, yeah. but it's like it's not all like words. It's more about the music. And right, it's more chill, more more you know. It's anyway. more about just being. But anyway, together. so sounds I, like Molly. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, that's exactly what I it sounds like. A little bit, maybe. So I don't know something. I got maybe more like LSD. <laughs> Just being honest. No, <laughs> for sure. So um, I got introduced to it last year, and um, you know, one of the things that really blew me away about it was the fact that when you look at the entire concert, like the the uh, the entire hall. Every single person is dancing. Every person. Like every single person. And I've been to plenty of concerts. I mean, I used to play in a band in, in high school. And um, I've been to all these different concerts where there's a small, you know, diehard little group in the front that's going nuts. But the vast majority of the place is just standing there drinking their beer, you know, barely moving. Some of them probably still sitting, you know, just sort of sitting there like maybe – mouth in the words if anything you know and it's like what the heck like why aren't you guys like more animated like get up and dance and like have fun you know and when i went to this place i was like what the hell like this is what it should be like everybody should be dancing and having a good time like what the hell yeah dude dancing's like halloween you get to act like a kid again yeah absolutely i mean i think it's i think it's like i think it's like dressing up in costume for me when i'm on the dance floor i'm i i just don't think about i don't care what anyone else thinks right yeah, and, that's and it's fun. so much fun. I love it so much. Yeah. A, I would consider myself like a pretty good dancer too, but I'm really into it. Right. I, I feel the same way, man. I feel the same way. <laughs> I, I would consider myself a fairly, you know, good dancer. Yeah, but that's when you're not looking in the mirror, dude. That's what I'm saying. I think I'm good, but no one else does. That's, right, that's true. Right. <laughs> Gotta watch that out. Yeah, we we sure. have a lot of fun. There is something to be said though, because when you dance, it does move energy, and like you right. said, it makes you feel like you know a kid again. Like I think it's all about how happy you are when you do it. Yeah, right. The feeling doesn't matter what you're doing, it's even if you're terrible. It's, it's awesome if you're happy. Right. It really is exactly. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, oh my God, it's a, it's it. the feeling about it. For sure. So, oh my God, it's eleven eleven. We have to make a wish. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Let's make a wish. Here we go. Okay. 
everybody making wishes? We're making wishes. <laughs> What'd you wish for? Oh, oh! I'm sorry. I thought it was a game. Uh, okay, no, we can make it a game. Okay, we can make it a game. I like games. Like, we like we only have a few minutes left. You know, so. what, on our first date, Precious Brandon, moments. just to let you know, like. <laughs> What we're going my our first date? Yeah, How like did this I'm just because I just want to share this Liz question. So one oh, of the, the the one of the first questions that I asked Dave was on a scale of one to ten, what's your favorite color? Yes or no? What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. How did you guys Bonkers? meet? Uh, uh, through how did you meet? friends and through Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. 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 Kind of. It was more like a mutual friend, but through Facebook. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. I met my wife on Tinder. Well, there you go. Hey, see? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing. Hey, that's just like the way things are now. It's my just... brother met his wife on Tinder, too. I couldn't believe it. Nice. Hey. <laughs> that's amazing. Just, my wife was the first person I dated on Tinder, but I, I do. I was like, I was in love with her the moment I met her. I was over. Oh, that is, that's, that's so awful. She doesn't tell anybody that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but i do because i don't go I do. I do. <laughs> oh it's great oh my goodness that's so funny okay uh so i guess we are getting ready to the end of the show so do you have any last minute things that you would like to say or add about food and um consciousness or just food in general or anything that you want to say that even if it's not related to food god that's such an open-ended question i know right i know <laughs> i like to keep it open-ended i like to, uh, to, to i don't think so i mean it was great to join you guys you guys cracked me up uh, oh well, thanks. Uh, it, was, it was our pleasure to to be able to have you on my, my i'll tell you one thing food is definitely my passion and i think it's like i think it's a i think it's a family making institution i think food in general brings people together um, which I think is why I've always been so obsessed about it. Mm -hmm. I also think that in bad situations, great food can make you feel very good. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it's kind of the life and soul. I mean, you are what you eat. It's your own power. So eating well is something that makes you feel good as a person. So, Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Yes to all of that. Yes. 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 Uh, yes. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. This is this has been great. Yes. Fantastic. Um again, I just want to say thank you for uh being on. And uh I really hope that you know you continue to do that fantastic work that you do the way that you do it, because I I'm still impressed every single time I, I look at your work yeah. on social media. Thank you so much. And by the way, Dave, you did in fact design my business logo. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, you know. right. just, just so we don't miss that fact. You yeah. Design my, I use your logo for everything now. That's the brand <laughs> oh my of my pop-up. Well, it's uh so, let's it, just talk for yeah I, I i sometimes i'm a little more humble and shy about some of the work that i do <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, i love that I know, oh, so. I love people that. love that thing man well i appreciate that That's man. Like, yeah i get a lot of compliments awesome cool oh, yeah well again it's been a pleasure and <laughs> uh we uh 
maybe hope to have you on again in the future. I don't know. We'll maybe figure for out sure. Mother yeah. kind of don't actually have a bully in the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. We're I gonna, wanted yeah. to do a review. Yeah, we're gonna end the show and then we're gonna have a little post show talk that no one gets to li- listen to. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll record it so maybe somebody will get to listen to it one day. <laughs> behind the scenes, like commentary. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. So okay. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so, thank you, Brandon. Yes, thank you so much. So, um, Brandon, is there anywhere that people can find you if they wanted to? You mean in person or on, like, social media? On social, social media. media. Oh, yeah, of course. I have a Facebook page, Chef Brandon Rosen, um, and then Instagram is at the life of Bron Dodd, which is kind of corny, but if you don't <laughs> know, Bron Dodd is like, I used to have, my head sous chef was a Mexican fellow, and he... Uh, he always called me Brandad, which is like a like a salt cod dish. Oh, nice! But instead of Brandon, he would say, "Hey, Brandad," and he was <laughs> probably one of the best cooks I've ever met in my life. Um, but so that's why it's the life of Brandad because you know he was my man. That's so, that's awesome. that's so meaningful. I really <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of cheesy at the same time. You know, it's like a yeah, salt okay. cod dish. But um, there's there's energy in that, and yeah. that's cool, and I appreciate. Yeah. Otherwise, it. you can search my name on Twitter, but I'm not a big guy. I don't really care for the product myself. I feel yeah, you. Yeah, me I feel neither. You. Well, you know. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't. You can definitely um, find us on uh, higher dash consciousness dash talk dot com. We got it right this time. Well, because I pulled um, it up this time, so you could actually read it. <laughs> Visual. Every single time she botches it. No, no, that's to you because well, I would botch it too. Yeah, well, because here's the thing because, like, on Instagram, <laughs> it doesn't allow us to have dashes, it makes us have, um, I think, dots. dots. Um, so I always get them both confused. I'm like, wait, which one is which? And then, like, our <laughs> email only allows us to have no, our email allows us dots. I think Instagram is underscore. So, uh, yeah, so if you fire at, uh, just at higher dash conscious dash talk.com, there's links to everything else on there i promise perfect. you'll find it all so <laughs> thank Nailed you it. yes 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 so thank you all so much for listening yes and this has been a, a really great and interesting episode thank you again so much brandon for being here with us tonight and invoking not invoking but being with mary jane and dave and i because we know that that is a trip in itself so that's true you, you made it <laughs> that's <laughs> oh that's hilarious Yes, yes. All right. Well, take care, guys. And we're going to have one more episode. Yes, one, one more. One more bonus episode. And one more. Which we decided because it would be cool to be 11, 11 instead of 10. And see, we had 11, 11 in the show, so it was a sign. Oh, my Don't God. Oh, my God. It's insane. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. And we're going to see you in the bonus episode next. So, okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, done. Perfect. All right. (laughs) And we're done. Listen to more Higher Consciousness every Thursday on Spotify at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.